Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Uh, Glenn, what's the top story today for you? I would say it's the border, but we're, I know we're going to cover that with Jason. Uh, so I'm going to go on something that is uh, not on the front page, and that is the number of suicides uh, is doubling among kids that are 13 years old and younger. And uh, the experts have a reason. I have a different reason. All right, always here for the, uh, the positive thoughts. Uh, thank you, Glenn Stu. Uh, I want to talk about, um, you know, there's a big fight about it, of course, a couple of years ago, the Trump tax increase, where he uh, mm. jacked up everyone's taxes. Wait, um, that's not, and, that uh, Now I'm pretty sure that's it? what polls show, that what people mm. think in America, and I think we should maybe discuss that. Hmm. All right, Jason. I, I'm actually kind of torn, because I really want to talk about the border. It's so important. And I think I'm going to side with that. But there's also, uh, I just saw this as I was walking over here from my desk, that um, both Netanyahu and Benny Gantz, who are running against each other uh, to be the new prime minister, which they're counting the votes right now. Like, they should know in a few hours. Um, they've both declared victory. That's how close it is. So it's very, very possible, probably likely, that we might have a new prime minister in just a few hours in Israel. Um, but who knows? Like I said, they both declared victory. So watching that very, very closely. But I'm going to stick with the border. It's just too, too important. Okay. All right. Lots to get into. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Ridiazone. Um, so summer is coming up. We're already in April, which is unbelievable to me. And pretty soon, we're going to be out on the beach and in the pool. And some of us may or may not be hanging on to a little bit of extra, like, winter weight. Uh, not me. I can say that. Definitely no. not me. <laughs> I don't have a little extra. No? <laughs> no, I've got a lot that's piled up on me over years. <laughs> Uh, but Ridizone can help you lose the extra weight or just maintain. Um, I know sometimes when you hit the, uh, the age that maybe all of us have at the table, it gets a little bit harder hmm. to lose weight. Oh, yeah, really. Cry me a river, hit 50. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's somebody in the audience who's like, oh, yeah, cry me a river, hit 70. <laughs> uh, so if you've got that, this, some stubborn extra pounds that you need to lose before summer, now is the time to do it with Ridizone. It's just the, uh, the good molecule in olive oil that helps boost your metabolism and reduce your appetite. So you can go to ridizone.com for you podcast listeners. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Use promo code The Blaze, and you will get 30% off of a three-month supply. That'll get you right into summer. Uh, so you can lose those extra pounds. Ridizone.com. All right, Glenn. So I read a story um, this morning about a new study that has come out from the American Academy of Psychiatrists or whatever that shows that the, the number of children around the age of 13 that are going in for either attempted suicide or suicidal thoughts has doubled in the last, like, 18 months. That is... Such a short time to Phenomenal. Double. Just phenomenal. Mm. Um, uh, and, and I'm reading this from CNN, and they go to all the experts, and they, all the experts say the same thing. Well, it's probably that there's so much pressure on kids today, and, you know, schoolwork is getting so hard. What? <laughs> that has nothing to do with it. Um, the pressure of growing up today, I think, is no different than the pressure that, was, uh, that we were all under growing. It's just a different kind of pressure. The problem is everything around that pressure has changed. Our families have broken apart. 
Um, you, you, you don't even know what truth is anymore. How does a young person even know who they are or how to find the truth when truth doesn't matter, facts don't matter, uh, gender is fluid, you know, you don't even know if you're a girl or a boy. What? All of the things that our kids are being influenced by right now, you can't also get a job. What kid is able to go out? I worked on a farm when I was a kid. There is something to be said about hard work. I went up to, the, I went up to our ranch a couple of years ago, and Rafe was really having a tough spring. And we went up, and I had him help me rebuild the fence and sand this whole gate down. It took us 10 days of hard work every day, sun up to sundown. He felt great. His self-esteem turned around. Everything turned around. Nobody is working. You're not even going out and playing until sun up and sundown. You have to stay inside. Then what are you doing? You're playing a game where you're killing mm -hmm. somebody. My own son said to me, Dad, I, I love playing these games, and after I, feel, after I play the game, I feel like icky inside. Well, that's a sign of something. That's a real sign of something. There's no sense of accomplishment because we've gotten rid of all trophies, all places. You know, you didn't, you're not the best. You can't say that. And in fact, nothing matters except your feelings. And even your feelings are caused by someone else. You're not even responsible for your own feelings anymore. So who are you going to be? What are you going to be? What is life about? You're never going to make it because the man is keeping you down. You're never going to make it because the world is going to slide into chaos or, or Jesus is coming soon, kids. Whatever it is from either side of the aisle, Donald Trump is going to enslave all of us. It doesn't matter. Our kids are living in a time where nothing makes sense. The adults aren't acting like adults. The adults are many times just looking, at, hey, dad, I got this done. Really? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Tell me about it. So how was it? Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's what's happening in their lives. They're crying out. What is the meaning of life? Well, we can't talk about the meaning of life because we can't talk about creation. We can't talk about God. We can't talk about any of, that, uh, of those things. You can't have a discussion of meaning on a metaphysical level at all anymore. They're, they're bringing down, like, you need to have a foundation. You know, like it used to be like the, the truth was very easy to define you know, back in the day. And that was easy to build, you know, that was your rock. You could build something off of that. Now there's this culture of relativism. Everything is sand. Yeah. Everything is sand. We are building our children's foundations on sand. And that sand is shifting every day. What was true yesterday, what you could get away with yesterday or say yesterday or the right term yesterday, it's different. The sand is always shifting. I would also uh, like to note that, you know, these same experts that are saying what they believe the root cause is, those are the same experts who are... Got us here. Well, right, because those are the same experts who are saying it's fine for an eight-year-old to transition into, so, you know, a boy to transition into a female and take hormones. So it's like we, there's no faith in the medical community to say what the actual root cause is. No, and there's... The NHS in, uh, in London is now doing experimental uh, tests on experimental drugs for gender on children on children oh my gosh. and that's accepted 
Stop listening to these experts. Start going back to church. Start reading the Bible. Start. There's a reason. You don't have to get all, you know, God on the Bible. It is the collection of all of the wisdom of mankind. It is, it is, you don't even have to look at it as a true story. If this was called, you know, uh, Nancy Pelosi's uh, book of really handy tips, the left would love it and they would eat it up and they would say, this is brilliant. But because it's stuck with God, all of the things that built us as people are in that book. We've got to turn back to things that are solid. Stu, you want to weigh in? Yeah, I mean, I, I would uh, echo what you're saying uh, largely. I would say, too, one, um, one part of it, and I don't have science necessarily to back this up, but I do think that there's a, the, the social media thing in particular, mm-hmm. I think is a real, yes. it, it really Absolutely. screws us up. I mean, I, you know, I've basically abandoned social media relatively recently. Um, but, and I think it's hard for adults to handle. Like, I think like, adults get addicted to it. Adults get pissed at it. Adults get in fights with each other. It you depresses adults. Mm-hmm. It's like kids can't handle that. And, and, and two quick parts of that. I think, one, we're all sort of designed to hear the negative. If you have five compliments mm-hmm. and one insult, you're only going to hear the insult. Mm-hmm. And we all know that from social media. I mean, you know, our fans are awesome. They're saying, hey, yeah, you guys are great. And, like, we, I love the people who listen. But then there's that one person who chimes in and says something negative, And that's the only one you notice because it's just the way humans are built. Think of the way kids deal with that information. Mm. And secondly, kids, social media is designed, uh, you know, like the primary use of it is to try to impress other people. Like you're trying to do something so other people click like. You're trying to do something that other people approve, that other people like it. And and that is a really... There's only two ways to do it. Build or destroy. Yeah. Yeah. Hold up. Or destroy. And that is not a healthy way of going about life, especially for a child. A child should be figuring out who they are, not trying to please others. Mm-hmm. And I think that those two things, when, when you have built up something that's very important in your life, and we all know social media for kids is incredibly important, and that is all designed to try to impress others. And the only way you get success is by others approving of you. And then the only thing you notice is when people don't approve of you, well, of course you're going to be depressed. Like, that is a terrible formula. And, you know, I, wouldn't, I don't want my kids anywhere near it. But it's also, I'm going to show you um, a tweet that came out yesterday. We showed you the woman with the clown wig and the frog yesterday, remember? <laughs> who could was, forget that? Yeah, <laughs> who was so upset about that. Here's, here's one that came out after the show. Uh, it's a picture of two cards in a Hallmark store. One says, you're the kind of girl that I'd buy flowers for. You're the kind of boy I'd make a sandwich for. Cute. Cute. Okay. So cute. It's a freaking Hallmark card. They've never been known for their deep, deep thinking. <laughs> Okay, Sarah Phelps, she writes, quote, what the F is this? J, <laughs> whatever. You can't even. I, was, I can't even <laughs> say it. <clears throat> I was born in the 1960s, and I remember this effing 70s and 80s, and this is still this effing S. Mother of God, I will kill. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a balanced thing. Like I, I'm no. sure. I, like I, did that exist before social media? That no. I mean, no. I'm sure people had thoughts and that pissed them off. But like, it just drives you to such extreme levels. And of course, like, what is suicide if not a, an extreme act? Mm-hmm. Right? It's like it's the ultimate expression of ex, of extremist behavior. Um, and you know, I mean, we see it with with uh, suicide bombers, right? I mean, like, this is their. Their crazy religion taken to the nine millionth degree. And it's the same thing here. People are insane on this stuff. 
And I do think that that's kind of part of it. I mean, like, that is, like, not a rational way of dealing with it. The, the, the woman yesterday with the clown and the, and the Peppy the Frog was the other side of it. She was immensely proud of herself for just saying into a camera that she now owned the, the <laughs> image of a clown hat on a frog. Like, that's not an accomplishment. But she was immensely proud of herself for just saying it. It wasn't even true. And, and she, like, that is just like, it's an irrational world. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how we, we get back to what Glenn's talking about, like going back to more foundational principles when that's dominating your life for four, five, six, seven hours a day or more if you're a kid. I would I just talked. like to say I would, I would buy that card. For my husband. I love that card. I, I buy that. I cute, that and I do make wife. sandwiches for him, so it's perfect. <laughs> I, uh, I talked to... Never for us, though. Never. <laughs> Never. I talked to a kid um, uh, recently. I was asked to talk to this kid and, um, and, um, and probe. I have experience in, with suicide in my family. And sat down. We just talked. And uh, if you thought of hurting yourself... Yes. Have you thought about suicide? Yes. Have you thought about ways to do it? Yes, and I've rejected it because I would have to do it. Um, I would have to do it in a bigger way because I would want at least my death to have meaning. Jeez. This, there is no meaning in life to kids. Nothing has meaning. Life has no meaning. We must restore meaning. And you can't find it at a store. You'll never find it from a candidate. You will only find it in eternal things. Mm. All right. Back in a minute with, uh, I think, something a little lighter. It's true. I'll be fine. Still, uh, you said that Trump increased our taxes massively. This is news to me. Do you I believe this, this guy? I, mean, I could have sworn that they passed a tax cut. <laughs> well, he did. It, it was a tax cut, but for very wealthy people only. If you made over a hundred <laughs> billion dollars a year, <laughs> you received a one hundred percent tax cut. But wow. no one else got anything. No one else. That's kind of what the media has been saying, right? That's the way they pitched the tax plan. It's a Republican tax plan. It is um, a plan that um, uh, gave money to the rich uh, at the expense of the poor and the middle class. We've heard this argument over and over and over again. And, you know, of course, if you look at their legislation, if you look at any of the facts, you know that this is not true. This is not an actual point that is legitimate. Um, a new report has come out over the, the past uh, couple of, uh, of days talking about who actually gets tax rebates. And, and, and this is kind of based on a poll. Uh, John King uh, from CNN Politics covered this poll in a segment. And I think about this. We had um, how long of a debate? over this tax plan. It was a big issue. It was basically dominated, with the exception of the Obamacare repeal, dominated the first year and a half of the presidency of Donald Trump. I mean, it was a big deal. Um, And uh, you'd think that this would be a big issue if the American people completely incorrectly had an impression that their taxes were going up and not down. Right? This is a big deal and a huge failure for the media. This is the treatment it got from CNN yesterday. 
We shall see. Yes. And speaking of taxes, just seven days until the April 15th deadline. Recent Wall Street Journal poll finds just 17% of Americans believe they're actually paying less under the new Trump tax law. 28% say they're paying more. The Congressional Joint Committee on Taxation says that's a misconception. Nearly half of all households are getting a $500 tax cut. Many Americans are, though, noticing smaller refunds because their withholding was reduced when the new law kicked in. Math. Fuzzy math, some say. We'll be right back. Some say. Who says what? fuzzy math? That's clear. It's not fuzzy math at all. It's not fuzzy math. <laughs> uh, it's not fuzzy math. Uh, and, you know, it's just incredibly frustrating because people have absolutely no knowledge of how taxes work. I mean, Reagan said famously that if we just made people pay the taxes at the end of the year and didn't do withholding, there'd be a revolt against taxation right away. No, forget that. How you should pay it? it every month. That, that's or, how I would do it. Quarterly. D don't. Yeah. Or, yeah. No. Every time you uh, you get your paycheck cut from your employer, you should have to turn around and write the check. Like it shouldn't yeah. be. Un uh, they make it too easy. Well, I, the employer yeah. does it automatically for you. I also found found it interesting the way that he crafted that. Most you know this percentage of Americans believe that this is what they're doing. Like, right. well, why does it why does it really matter? Well, like, why is that what feelings, you're reporting on? I, feelings I, matter. Right. I think how about it, say most Americans are incorrect? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's why it matters, right? Like this should be. In, in a real normal world of media doing their jobs, should be a mass. They should have a massive meeting where mm -hmm. they're saying, "Guys, these people all got tax cuts, and they think they got an increase. Well, what role did we have in that?" In the in the in the meeting of the journalists, if that were during Obama, the roundtable would have been, "How are they getting that impression? Where are they getting that impression mm -hmm. from?" They yeah. can't have that conversation because they're only getting that impression from, from, from the them. media. Yeah, well, that and the fact that they don't understand taxes and they don't realize the fact that they're getting smaller refunds is a good thing. You, a refund is not a present from the, from the government. It is them holding onto your money all year and you not getting interest, no interest. on it. Like it's, it's, they're stealing <laughs> from you. That's that is what a refund is. And that, in, in, including the number uh, that you lose in just in inflation. Yeah. Just inflation yeah. in that year period, you lose additional dollars. Yeah. And I'll say too, the fuzzy math thing is really problematic because he's giving an insinuation there that, that you didn't actually get a, that they, the, 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 they say you're getting a $500 tax, tax rate, but that some say that that's fuzzy math. It's not fuzzy math. You're getting the tax break. We all know we're getting the tax break if you actually follow this, but they do such a job to try to push down this road. And this is not something that I'm just saying. This is the left even admitting it. This is uh, Matthew Iglesias. Uh, he writes, nobody likes to give themselves credit for this kind of messaging success. Oh. But progressive groups did a really good job of convincing people that Trump raised their taxes when the facts say a clear majority got a tax cut. That horrible? Can you imagine admitting that? That's a good like, thing. Uh, that is an incredible yeah. quote, I, I, I think. I, I retweeted that last night, and I'm like, what kind of horrible human being do you have to be to take pride in the fact that your side <laughs> just lied yeah. and convinced people to feel worse about something they should feel good about. <laughs> You're going to talk about useful idiots. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. About fake news. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just described yeah. it in that tweet perfectly. But I mean, it's like, he, but he describes it in the tweet. And still, the left will look at that. And not change their minds on anything. No, and, and and like the treatment that it gets is not is that with the music coming up as we go to break, you know, he rattles up a couple of stats, calls it fuzzy math, and then they go to commercial. And like you know, at least they mentioned it. I, I mean, it's almost like CNN is a good on this story compared to the rest of the media. But have you ever seen a 
It's, it's, it was almost like an obligatory, and I need to tell you that uh, CNN is uh, about to shut down because we don't have any ratings. Back in just a second. <laughs> it was, it was almost read, yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of passion behind right. that. Uh, the bottom line is, like, I wasn't th- overly thrilled with the scope of the tax cut. I think it could have been bigger and better, especially with the control of all three houses. All three branches. I mean, it should have been great. It was, I think it was okay. It was a normal Republican-ish tax break, and whatever, it's better than a tax increase. We'll take it. At least if they followed it up with uh, spending cuts as well. Uh, no, they didn't. Oh, that's right. And we also then reversed a third of the tax cuts because of tariff increases. Oh, my gosh. More Total tariff issue. getting. Uh, more tariff <laughs> getting yesterday, coming. too. I know. But, I mean, the bottom line is this is something that actually is good. The economy is roaring. We've had incredible levels of success here. And the idea that the American people think the exact opposite happened it's not Donald Trump's fault. That, it's not him blaming the media. That is the media's fault for not informing the people of what's actually occurring. Do you remember the number of, of times we heard the media say the number of jobs created mm. or, or saved. saved? I remember that. Or mm. saved? How do you count a saved job? <laughs> I haven't heard the saved job thing in so long. Right. Until like, almost like 2017-ish, right. I would say. I haven't heard the saved job ever in my life. We saved 300 million jobs. Yeah. Right. So this is that's historic they, job growth. And that's what they said. Yeah, I remember that. They said we saved all those jobs at GM. We saved all those jobs in the financial sector. We saved, excuse me? <laughs> that was incredible. You can't count it that way. And yet the media all reported jobs created or saved. Now we don't hear anything. It's the best job market in a hundred years. The, it, Pittsburgh hasn't had this unemployment this low since 1970. Mm. That's when they were they were making steel. Mm. Wow. I have to believe, though, you know, you look at CNN's ratings right now. I mean, I know you made a joke about <laughs> CNN, you know, going no, out CNN of business. CNN is a joke. <laughs> yes, that is the joke itself. But... I mean, you look at this and you would think that they would say, okay, guys, what are we doing wrong? Maybe not, maybe not how can we, how can we report, how can we report the accurate facts, but just like for our ratings sake, what are we doing wrong? And they're just doubling down. Okay, so here's the theory. When we came out, when everybody was for Donald Trump and I said, I'm not for this guy. Look at what he's doing. Look at what he has said in the past. He has zero track record. This is too critical of a time don't do it. My audience did not want to hear that, okay? They did not want to hear that. But you have to have the balls and the willingness to tube it. They don't. And so what they've done is they've trained like seals. They've trained, I'll give you a, fi- I'll give you a fish out of the bucket. I'll give you a keep coming. I'll give you a fish out of the bucket. Well, the fish is rotten now. But if they go to another bucket and try to feed it another fish, the seal doesn't want that fish. The seal has been trained for this fish. This is bad. This is bad. This is bad. This is bad. To come in and go, hey, you know what? He's doing good. They've made him into such a monster that they cannot disconnect themselves from that. Mm. All right. Back in a minute. How did I become a seal in this little analogy? Seal out there.
Uh, in case you guys have not done this yet, you got to go to bidenbracket.com. Yeah. We've got a really, really big uh, challenge going. Mm -hmm. And when I say challenge, I mean it. It's really hard to pick yes. between yeah, some of these really pictures. Really hard, yeah. Yeah. It's so hard. Tomorrow is going to be Sophie's choice. I don't know how to. <laughs> I don't know who gets on the train. <laughs> I, I don't either. <laughs> uh, bidenbracket.com. And then if you have not yet done so, um, I've got a new YouTube channel out you can subscribe Ooh. to. It's called Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. Um, Glenn was saying he was so excited about it that he is also, like Pat, going to personally show up at everyone's door. Wow. Who subscribes today? It's a big thing. <laughs> See, I prefer my Sarah Gonzalez filter. Do you? <laughs> I like that filter. <laughs> up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. All right, Jason, what's going on at the border? Um, so... Kirsten Nielsen's now out. Uh, seems like an all-out purge on, uh, yeah. at the DHS. Uh, we also, he also uh, took out his nomination for ICE. Secret so, Service thing, too. Secret Service. Oh, yeah. or which that Secret Service thing is really kind of odd. And a lot of underlings as well, apparently. And that, now there's talk of an immigration czar. I love new czars. Always a good thing. Yeah. There's never been a time in which a czar didn't work out. <laughs> uh, Stephen Miller? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised, right? It does seem like Miller is winning this. But, you know, look, Miller's been arguing for the hard line, and uh, others have been saying, how, you know, let's, let's keep it under control a little bit. And it hasn't, what they've done hasn't worked. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't think necessarily it's because of, I don't know if Kirsten Nielsen did a bad job per se. It's just that, you know, look, the numbers are the numbers. And she was, I think, more... She was not going to walk over lines as often. And we've seen recently, I mean, with the, you know, the emergency declaration, like the president, I mean, it depends on how you look at this, right? Like you could look at it and say, I, the president's walking over a lot of lines that he shouldn't be walking over. And I, you know, we're very outward about the fact that I hated the emergency declaration thing. But on the other side of that, you could say with things like Kirsten Nielsen and, and, and ICE and everything, like he wants results. He's not getting them. And he's actually making changes, right? He's actually trying to do something else. He's, he's, I mean, he'll never admit it, but he's essentially, in effect, admitting what he's tried so far hasn't worked and what the people around him have tried so far hasn't worked. So he's trying new people. And that's not a bad instinct. Are you, did you just give a silver lining about Trump? <laughs> I think I did. I that's I the I first did. time you've done that. I don't know. I mean, I think I, I, I almost think of myself as entirely silver lining. Yeah. I, I would not agree. <laughs> <laughs> but before, okay, but before we get into what else is going on at the border, uh, did you have you guys seen how um, the left is talking about uh, Kirsten Nielsen and how she she on her resume it's going to include locking kids up in cages and she's never going to get a job again. They really try and make her into a villain, which to me is like I don't. She doesn't come off that way to me at all. I mean, also like I mean, I think Obama's doing just fine. And yeah. he locked kids up in cages. He's making, he so. got a freaking Netflix deal. Maybe Kirsten Nielsen and her, her Netflix show is going to have to be delayed a couple of weeks. Uh, I saw Ocasio-Cortez <laughs> on somebody's show. I think it was Rachel Maddow, where she looked like she was doing her, one of her speeches where she was getting all pissed off and pointing where at the her camera. Her eyes really big. Huge eyes. Um, almost as big as Cory Booker's eye, crazy eyes. And looked like she was about to start crying. Talked about the kids in cages. I was like, I cannot. The ones who are being injected. It's like, what's that? Yeah, right? I know. No one still has fact-checked that, by the way, <laughs> that as far as I can see. But um, no one talks about where all this stuff came from. Glenn has no. talked about it, but it literally started from President Clinton. It started right there. Well, yeah. but I, I believe that these people saw that. Like, there's no way. I mean, AOC knows. Because when this first came Ooh, up that's... during Trump's. 
AOC knows those those don't go okay, together. That's fair. That's fair. But dur- I mean, while Trump was president, when this first came up and they made a big stink about it, who was it? What outlet um, provided a picture? But the picture was from yeah. Obama's yeah, presidency, right, yeah, mm-hmm. and everyone went off on Trump. I mean, I feel like enough people uh, were alerted to the fact that hey, guys, this happened under Obama's presidency as well. So it's just crazy to me that they're still running with that narrative. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can argue it was, they, they will argue it's a little bit different. I mean, you know, like, the, you know, the people crossing the border, the numbers are different now, but it is more families now than before. It was, you know, single men looking for work largely back, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, 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 every, of course you can come up with some distinction, but the bottom line is, the, you know, the result was largely the same. When people flood the border and it's a lot of kids, there's very little you can do uh, to make that situation a happy one. And that's why they shouldn't come. Right. Like this is why you, you shouldn't try to cross the border illegally. It's we're not prepared for it. It's yeah. not what we do here. Well, and we could also we should try to make it just like when uh, citizens go to jail and your kids go with you. No, oh, yeah, right. Because mm-hmm. that happens all yeah. the time. So yeah. none of this is your actual topic. I just got to get a big rant. Sorry about that. Um, no, you you actually you mentioned the national emergency. And I just want to address that really quick as well, because that was very painful for me not to support. Yeah. And I, 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 I was on Twitter, and we did it on the show. I think I lost about 17 gazillion Twitter followers and social media because of my stance you on that. that <laughs> oh, you just don't know. <laughs> um, but it was very unpopular to say that. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, it, I didn't like it either. Um, because I do admit that it's a, there's a crisis on the border. Yep, totally. I do admit mm-hmm. that. Um, was, uh, Glenn was just running down these numbers on his show for, for around 56,000 uh, apprehensions on the southwest, just on the southwest border in January, uh, around 76,000 in February. I wish, I was hoping the, the numbers were going to come out today. Uh, they didn't. It's going to be over 100, though. I, I, that, that's what they're projecting, at, at, at 100 or over 100,000. That's insane. And you saw Chuck Schumer, uh, again on Glenn's show, just, just uh, come out and say, look, I have the Border Patrol numbers, you know, and we're at historic lows. And I'm, I'm, when I first saw that, I was, I was flipping through the report that was just filed like a month ago. And I'm like, what? Like, where is he getting this? Like, that is not what the numbers show at all. So either he, somebody handed him a, a document I mean, from multiple years ago. 2017 or, was were pretty was a pretty low period, um, and, and that's true. 2017 were, was a pretty low period, but that's old information, obviously at this point. I mean, he's just acting as if he doesn't know the updated numbers, right? <laughs> you know, just just insane. There, there is obviously a crisis at the border, uh, and they've got to do something. What what's happening? What's been happening? What what the administration has been doing is not helping. Mm-hmm. Obviously not, because it's getting worse. And we're incentivizing. people. People to bring children with them because we're acting because when they come here and they can say asylum and they have kids we just basically let them go inside yeah. the country if they come as single men the story is different so you bring your kids bring your families bring somebody who you say are your kids or your families and and then you, you trot them into the country and you're pretty much going to get away with it and the courts keep blocking everything trump tries to do to stop it uh so Mike Lee talked about that with us today, and he mentioned as well the Flores uh, thing from the Clinton era, uh, you know, as, as a real cause for this. It needs to be fixed. You know, the Republicans have, have, to their credit, tried to present several plans where they said, look, we need more border security. We also need more immigration judges. We also need more facilities to house people when they do come across the border. The Democrats shot that down. I mean, I, you know, yeah, they've but, tried a lot of things. But did they do that, uh, you know, when they controlled all three, you know, chambers? I didn't. I mean, they, they didn't, although they I waited. will, and they deserve criticism for, for that, I would say. Although I will say 2017 and the beginning of 2018 was 
really a downturn. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we, we talked about this a lot on Pat and Stu back in the day, um, and I just remember every day we'd come on, and, and you know, every month there'd be these new numbers that would come out, and they'd be really low, and, and people would call up and say, see, Trump is fixing the border. What we kept saying was, tough talk will work for a time. A small amount it will, of time, yeah, yeah. It, Like him saying, I don't want illegal immigrants here, will scare a decent amount of people to not come until they realize that there was really not, that it's just talk. Mm -hmm. And it took about a year, and then they started coming back in, and it's ramped up and yeah. ramped up and ramped up. And part of the reason they think now it's even, even higher is because Trump is now saying, I'm going to stop it again. And they're saying, well, let's get across the border before right. he does, yeah. which is another, is another issue. I mean, it's, it's, look, this is, we all look at this and say, oh, it's an easy fix. It's not. I mean, this is a tough thing to deal with because you built that wall down there completely 30 feet high concrete, the entire border. It's not going to stop this problem. It will slow it down with one portion, which is a small portion of total immigration. But still, it's not going to solve it. You're still going to be dealing with 60 and 70 percent of the immigration that's happening now through other means. It, it is a difficult problem to solve. These and, and the apprehensions are being fueled uh, by multiple different factors. Now, it's just a lot easier to get across the border now and not only to get across, but to get them from Central America all the way down through Mexico. Uh, I was reading about how the, the, the prices have halved for coyotes. They, they were charging uh, people is either families or people six thousand dollars per I think it was per person to to take them down and get them across the border. That's what that was the going rate. That included, you know, staying in safe houses, food, mm. getting them to the border, getting them across the border, everything. Now it's halved. It's three thousand dollars. Why is that the case? Because no one's going that way anymore because they're going hopping on these migrant caravans. Mm. And that was something Glenn was talking today, and that's kind of the focus of what I want to talk about uh, on, on this because you can. We're now just getting there. <laughs> we're just now getting like, there. Oh, so, wow, we're, we're not good at this. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll wrap this up really quick. But it's just absolutely insane when we started looking at who some of these groups were. We started looking at that group that we, we picked out, that People Without Borders group um, that we looked at last year. And I remember looking all through that, and I couldn't find a single person that said, okay, they're the ones that started it. And I was like, oh, are these a, is this a ghost organization? Like, who is this? And uh, we could find a whole lot of low-level people that were on the ground doing stuff, but no one would ever say, you know, well, we're based here, whatever. Well, we finally found that information out. And Glenn was just talking about this on, this, on his show. If you have not seen that, or if you're yeah. listening to the podcast, haven't seen that, Watch that oh, show, shit. share that show, send that show to your congressman. Because when you find out who is manipulating this and pulling a lot of the strings, they're Marxists. Mm -hmm. They're communists. Mm -hmm. They're Marxist communists that have been activists in the Chicago area ever since the 60s. Yeah. I mean, this is absolutely insane. Yeah, and, and even like the local media had a, one of them was identified as a, uh, a career revolutionary. Like, right. That's what they called them. It's like, that's not a career. <laughs> in case you're concerned, don't go into that field, kids. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like that, it was a long basis, and as is always the case in these situations, they have like 47 organizations and they're all housed at the same address. I don't yeah. know why there's some weird tax thing or they're just shell organizations or whatever, but that always happens and it's always a sign of the way these organizations run themselves. When you think about it, it's, it's more than just immigration. I mean, this is a lot more than just immigration. They're, they're after something completely different. And if you're on the fence on how, you know, this entire issue, um, take a step back. Just take a look at some of these people and just think to yourself, I always say this to my son when he comes to me with all these like weird leftist things that some of his friends tell him at school, which I need to pull my kids out of those dang schools. Mm -hmm. They're getting crazy nowadays, by the way. Um, but I'm like, look, just take a step back. This is always about our climate change uh, mm -hmm. uh, conversation. I'm like, just think about if anybody has to gain off of this. You know, where they want to do this, this, and this. Do they have anything at all to gain? Right. And then we'll run through it, and then that makes them think about it. Same thing with immigration. Yeah. What do they have to gain? Who are these people? 
These Marxist communists, do you think they really give the, a crap about the plight of the people that are coming across over here? Never no, do. they do, do not care. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, we did a little comparison. Stu, you showed us the uh, how many times you would have to reuse a reusable <laughs> bag, yes. a reusable tote bag mm -hmm. versus uh, the plastic bags. Yes. Do you have an update on that? We do kind of have a little bit of an update. I wanted to point people, and I mentioned this briefly yesterday, but we thought we'd go through some of the uh, actual uh, stats on it because, you know, there's an environmental impact of, of a plastic bag. There's an environmental impact of a paper bag. There's an environmental impact of a reusable bag. Uh, the reusable bag has, of course, the highest environmental impact. And it doesn't make sense, you know, maybe off the top of your head, but when you think about what goes into a very durable bag that's supposed to last hundreds of uses, you know, of course it's going to take more than an easy single-use uh, plastic bag. The only issue where plastic bags are a problem um, uh, are marine uh, waste. Uh, too many of them get thrown into the oceans, and that's certainly a problem. Though I will say about 90% of these plastic bags uh, come from China. Uh, not the United States. Now, the United States, a lot of times, ships our garbage to China, and China stunningly doesn't actually get rid of, you know, uh, just throws in the ocean or whatever they're doing. But it comes from, like, uh, about 90% comes from eight rivers, all in Asia. Um, wait, wait, wait. So, mm -hmm. for recycling? Yeah. When we yeah. recycle, we send it to China? Isn't that the most mm -hmm. bizarre practice? They just you know, throw when I it in the like, ocean and it comes back here. Our garbage to China? Well, <laughs> this is a weird. big thing going on right now because, um, and this is a little bit separate from the plastic bags, so the, the single-use um, plastic bags you get at a grocery store are not recyclable. So, but we do send trash there too. Uh, at least we have until very recently. And China has recently re reversed the idea of importing lots of trash. So, uh, and, and I can't also, imagine why. Well, yeah, but it's a great business, right? Like, if, if the U.S. wants to get rid of our trash, they can do it super cheap there. Yeah. They don't care. I mean, they don't have the same environmental restrictions that we do. They can Fairly. just burn things and throw it in the in the water. So, what do they care? It's nice and cheap. I mean, and somewhat that's a it's a it's a bad arrangement in the first place. But China has decided too that they're no longer going to start recycling. Uh, take our recycling either because so much of it gets mixed up it winds up screwing up the equipment and so they won't do it as cheaply and they're, they're stopping a lot of it so now the stuff you're putting in your recycling bin in large port, uh, quantities is just wound up going to trash dumps and being burned because we uh we don't have the capacity here recycling is a it's one of those things that ei even i uh, at one point believed, well, well, recycling's good. I mean, I just, it's, it's like, it's a, such a pristine mm -hmm. um, uh, reputation that, you know, yeah, recycling's one it of those things It makes you feel good. good. It makes you feel, feel, like, makes you feel doing like doing something. something, and that's mm -hmm. all it does. When you look at the environmental impact, uh, it really doesn't help the environment at all. And it, it would be completely insane if you started from scratch. Like, when we all started this, it was completely insane. Now that we have all the facilities built and, like, we've already expended all those resources to build them, you can make some environmental argument that it comes close unless, of course, you rinse out your cans. If you do that or you rinse out any of the bottles you're recycling, then it, it wipes out the entire impact of, uh, of, uh, of recycling. That's a long way of getting to the point of the plastic bags. Now, the plastic bags, you know, I love plastic bags. When they ask me, I always say plastic. Me too. I say double my plastic, <laughs> triple my plastic. I don't want any of your paper, and I'm definitely not using a reusable bag under any circumstances. Um, but the reusable bags are actually terrible for people. I don't know if any environmentalists care about people, but they're part of the environment, too. Uh, we actually covered this on Wonderful World of Stew, and we have a clip on the science behind it. A research paper by professors at the University oh, of Pennsylvania and George Mason found San Francisco's ban on plastic bags has had significant negative repercussions on public health. The study found that there was evidence reusable grocery bags, these puppies, contained potentially harmful bacteria, mm, like E. coli. 
They examined deaths and emergency room admissions related to these bacteria in the wake of the San Francisco ban and found that both deaths and ER visits spiked as soon as the ban went into effect. The study found that plastic bag bans result in a 46% increase in foodborne illness. So why were the environmentally friendly bags killing their environmentally friendly owners? Because people look at these things, they put all sorts of crap inside of them, like meat and vegetables and all that stuff, and then they leave them in the trunk of their cars and they bring them home and it's hot and they all mix together and all the juices kind of stay at the bottom, and then they put fresh vegetables in next time. They don't wash their grocery bags. The reason for this is that you'd have to be crazy to put your grocery bag in the laundry. But that's what you have to do with these things. I don't remember hearing that anywhere. In conclusion, the study found that using standard estimates of the statistical value of life, the health costs associated with the San Francisco ban swamp any budgetary saving from reduced litter. In other words, a plastic bag ban is a green fail. Mm. I love you, plastic bag. <laughs> I love you, diet soda. Mm. I love you, Katy Perry. Forgot <laughs> about that part. Uh, that was an interesting <laughs> yeah. I think Katy Perry was referenced earlier on. I don't think I just brought that up. I don't remember exactly. My biggest takeaway from that, if mm. I may, is that you were nine years old when you made that video. I really He's don't. So cute and little. I just want to pinch baby Stu's cheeks. It's not that long ago either. I guess it's kind of an early season because in the early season of that show, I didn't look at the camera that often. I don't know. We were trying to be tricky, so we we're like all of a sudden on this kind of was it seven years ago maybe. God, I don't think I've aged wow. at all. I don't, I don't see it at all. But anyway, don't don't don't. Uh, it, was, it was 2016. It was. It, it no, aged, no, it aged, no, all, no, all of us. That's true. Tremendously. That's true. That's true. Don't uh, use the especially if you have kids. I mean, in all seriousness, like. Like, yeah. or, or elderly people who live in your home, those, those, those bags, if you want to use them, you do need to wash them. I will warn you, though, if you wash them, you have destroyed the entire uh, environmental benefit you'd get from them. So it's, it's a tough line. <laughs> uh, if you care about walking it, good for you. If not, I mean, look, if you've got bags around your house, uh, you just take the plastic bags and then put them in a little bin and then use them when you need them for something. I mean, I just, I don't know why. There's always something to use them for. Always. Yeah. Uh, all right. Suffocating a relative. <laughs> oh. Just in case, you know. Just letting you know. Edit. Can we oh, yeah, yeah. save Stu from that? Oh, that's, we're not still in the air. Are we? <laughs> uh, today's The Blaze Why comment. We've got a couple of them. Remember, you can tweet us your questions or comments using the hashtag The Blaze Why. Stu Bergier actually loves uh, super personal questions if you mm-hmm. have those. Yep. Uh, so, Sabes said, so my son may have figured out how AOC is going to pay for this Green New Deal. Change all the $1 bills to $10 bills, and there's a bunch of scribbles, and his son has actually put zeros uh, after all of the ones on the $1 bill. And the oh. sad part is that might actually be yes. part of her plan. We don't know. We laugh, but, I mean, one of the plans in Zimbabwe when they were having the issues was just add zeros to the currency. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just found out today that the latest report shows that the Venezuelan socialist economy is failing at a worse rate than Zimbabwe. So worse than Zimbabwe. And what a time to embrace it here in the United States. Uh, Freaking incredible. Uh, And then we've got one other one. It is from Alan. He said, I thought this was interesting. Which do you think is furthest off the deep end in ideological beliefs, leftism or Scientology? That's where we're at today, folks. Definitely leftism to me. Because, I mean, Scientology, we don't know if Xenu exists, right? I mean, we don't know. He may. Hey. 
Hey, I don't know, but I mean, well, we I mean, know that uh, what a lot of the stuff the left says. Allow me to play devil's advocate. We don't know if socialism work either because we've never seen that before. <laughs> so both are the same well, argument. Zeno's never tried it right either, so we'll figure that out eventually. Uh, and then yesterday's poll, are the pictures of Joe Biden being touchy with women and children creepy or just him being overly affectionate? Uh, and again, don't forget to vote at bidenbracket.com. 86% said creepy. 14% said overly affectionate. Now, I have a question for you guys. Yes. I, you both think, I'm not sure about you, Jason, you both think that it's creepy, but not sexual. I think it's both of those. I, if there was a both answer, I would piss off Sarah and say both. <laughs> because I think it's I think it's creepy, but I do not think, I honestly don't think it is. You don't think Ill, There's an ill intent there. And you I don't think, think there's a sexual feel to it. No, although I will say it did seem like he was when we went through all these pictures for bidenbracket.com, we did find a pattern that the attractive women got a little more attention mm -hmm. uh, than the unattractive women. Um, but, it, but, you know, I mean, I don't know if that's probably my, natural. Well, my question would be, how is it, how is it creepy then if there's not a sexual connotation to it? Um, I think because I think it's like the, the line of what's her face in uh, Flores in Nevada is, I think, an, a legitimate line in that, like, it's possible for Biden to do something that he feels is completely appropriate and means well by it, but also makes her uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That's a completely, th that's a thing that can happen. It shouldn't be an international incident. But then that right? would be, then that would be harmless. Just harmless, overly affectionate, not creepy. Because he didn't mean anything by it, But it's right? creepy to her, right? Okay. It's creepy to her. So it's overly affectionate okay. by him. Anytime okay. anybody invades my line. Yeah, I, yeah, it, but I, I, do, I see what you're saying there. Yeah. I mean, intent is the most important thing. And that's why I would say I, generally speaking, side with Biden here. Because, I mean, even you though it's... Biden, got it. I, yeah, I got it. I keep that clip for uh, 2020. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, like, it, it, just the, the idea, if his intent, if, and we'll never know, but if his intent is what I'm arguing it is, it's just like, like, he... he he likes to do that. He thinks it's. He thinks it makes people feel special. He thinks it gives them a human connection. It helps them win people over. Blah yeah, blah blah blah. Especially blah, when blah. they're going like this. Yeah, he's not a good sense. Uh, so he does not have a good sense for that. But if he's doing it that way, the, what's important out of that interaction is number one, his intent. Mm -hmm. Number two, if he continues to push once she says no, mm -hmm. that those that's completely unacceptable. But if she never says anything, she just smiles and takes the picture and then doesn't mention it for five years. I don't see how he can be at fault. Yeah. Anytime anyone invades per personal space, like if someone just walks right up on you and puts their nose almost on your nose, it's creepy. You mm -hmm. know, like it's creepy. I don't think they're getting s their sexual intent there, but they're creepy. I, I, I think say that's creepy. You wouldn't think that's creepy? I don't think it's creepy. I think it's weird. You'd say but weird. I feel like creepy, creepy is different than weird. It is. It is. Creepy usually has a kind of a, a sexual connotation. I, I can see where you're going with that. Okay. And that's. Uh, but again, that's what I think her description of it. Haunted <laughs> houses are creepy. I mean, you know, it's, well, it's semantics. I mean, yes, it is. Well, that's the whole point. It was actually two choices of some, two <laughs> different semantics to describe the same thing. The, the, the whole point conversation. The, the point is, the point is, he's not he's not doing this because it's sexual in nature. He's just not. Right. That's I, I, that's. It's a good question. Not the question that was asked, but it's a good question. But that is nothing compared to what. I mean, that's nothing compared to what is the. I guess, strangest things about Mr. Biden. And that is why I need to tune into the show ah, on Thursday. Oh, so you're just getting to a plug that whole time. Boom. Yeah. I kept interrupting yeah. a plug. <laughs> Sorry, I boss. was trying. Today's poll, Beto recently called uh, the Prime Minister of Israel racist. In the past, Beto has voted against funding the Iron Dome, which is Israel's main line of defense against incoming terrorist attacks. Yet Beto is still seen as a moderate in the 2020 race. What do you think?
let us know at the Blaze's Twitter. That is at the Blaze. I think we all know that he's not actually a moderate. He yeah. just tries is to. Is he really being seen? I guess he kind of is being. I think because he's, he won't take positions on a lot of stuff. He won't but take. Again, positions. he's for reparations. I mean, right. if you're that far, how could he be seen as a moderate? Well, and he'll say, you know, that he's not a socialist, but every single one of the things that he said <laughs> yeah. align with the, the socialist new green policy. deal right. and free college and Medicare. reparations and Medicare for all. The and, reparations thing. Mm-hmm. So, like the the. Listen, we don't got all afternoon. The yeah. bills that have been put out to put out. Uh, uh, forward on that, they're not really to start reparations. They're to like look to start a study on it, basically, right? Well, but that, what's the end goal? But yes, right. I, the, the, why, why would you need study a study it, if that wasn't what you wanted? To study it forever. Like I, I don't think like that's such a contentious thing. I think it's just pandering. I really do. I, I don't oh, think yeah, it's I don't going think it's going. going. I don't think it's going to happen. Right. Um, although if Bernie Sanders was president and he had you know House and Senate, I mean it might happen. I mean, what does he care about giving money to people? He doesn't care what the reason is. <laughs> just print it. I mean, yeah, I'll just throw it out the windows. Yeah. All right. That's it from us. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I keep waiting for that. One of these times, you know, the whole bottle is coming out of the shirt. I don't want it. Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.